Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Glad that you are with us this morning, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Uh, thank you for making the Swain Event part of your morning. The University of Tennessee would love for you to add some big orange pride to your ride. The official UT Knoxville license plates are now available from county clerk's offices across the state of Tennessee. $15 of your $35 annual specialty plate fee supports the student scholarships at University of Tennessee. Talk to your county clerk or visit alumni.utk.edu for more information. Those Tennessee license plates are freaking sweet. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, the text box is always busy, but definitely on a Monday after a game. Uh, Danny B says, what is your evaluation of the O-line uh, so far this year? I've been disappointed at the lack of push they are generating up front since the Bowling Green game. The running game has been lacking the past two games. And that is from Danny B. Um, yeah, I've been... I've been I've 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 been uh, I've desired more <laughs> in the running game, for sure. It, it's not where um, I feel comfortable as a Tennessee fan entering the Florida week. Um, I thought that during the game on Saturday, I wanted to see more push, I wanted to see more holes uh, in the running game, I wanted to see line of scrimmage move a little bit more. Uh, that's just me, Ben. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh. I, I don't think the the O line is doomed this weekend as as many think that it is based off of Saturday's performance. Uh, I, I don't think that the 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 intensity was where it needed to be because of who the competition was, but also they they played a good chunk of the game without three of their five starting offensive linemen in Kingston Harris, Cooper Mays, and and. Uh, and Cade, after after Cade destroyed that poor kid on the sideline and didn't come back into the game. So uh, I, I think that was uh, a little misleading in, in terms of projecting the offensive line going forward in, into SEC play. It is a huge concern going into to Florida. It is not trying to say that. I, I just don't think that the, the offensive line has been bad. It hasn't been good, but it it hasn't had it hasn't been bad. I, I just think they're they're very inconsistent and and I think they're they're gonna be very much up and down. Uh, I, I think they're they're gonna have plays in, in which the, the offensive line just does not fulfill its responsibilities and assignments and then they'll come back the next play and they'll they'll open up a hole. I think Javante Spragans is is a prime example of that. I, I don't think that he's been good the first three weeks of the season, but he'll he'll have a a block that that he springs open a a running lane with with Cade, and then he'll come back and he'll completely whiff on on his assignment. So I think this offensive line is going to be very inconsistent, but I, I don't think it's a bad offensive line, and, and it's not it's not healthy. It doesn't have any depth. It needs to get Cooper back. I think that'll help by by getting Jerome Carvin back to to left guard, and getting Cooper back in there will help with with communication up front. So uh, I I don't think it's bad, but it's definitely not good. I think it's a solid offensive line 
at best. It's serviceable at best, which is, which is why I want to see Hendon in there because I, I think he can make up for, for some offensive line mistakes. I mean, I think our offensive line is the weakest unit um, right now. And I think whenever you're playing a FCS team in Tennessee Tech, that's supposed to – the dominance in, the, in the, you know, the, the, the physicality is supposed to show. I don't care if you're playing your first team or your second team. The line of scrimmage should, should move. And uh, it did not move enough uh, for my liking. So, No, I'm um, with you on just, that. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a piss poor performance. It, it was. Uh, I'm I'm just not freaking out long term because some of those key guys weren't weren't in there and like I'm with you when when you bring up I don't care if it's your first team or second team guys in there they should they should dominate the problem is the the last couple of coaching staffs brought in guys that should be playing at FCS schools and not playing <laughs> at Tennessee so yep. technically you have FCS offensive linemen going up against FCS defensive linemen yeah yeah. Yeah, but those guys don't compete against SEC defensive linemen every day either. So they should be, they should, they should be, you know, better than SCS defensive linemen by by the time you've been in the program a couple of years. But you know, that's just for me. That's my that's my concern going into this football game. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and say they're they're straight up trash or anything, but uh, it is concern. And to you know, answer Danny B's um, comment here. Yes, I've been I've been disappointed at the lack of push so far as well. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Danny B. Um, let's get these guys back and healthy. You know, Cooper Mays, and let's get Jerome Carvin back in his natural position and um, playing against a team like a Florida to really judge where we are. So, um, but as as far as right now, yeah, I, you know, I, I expected more from the offensive line. Um, Slide Dog says, Swain, you still don't like the O-line with, with both Mays and Carvin back in the lineup? No, it's not about liking or disliking. They're just a, it's just a concern. I have a concern going into this game because we haven't, I have not seen the line scrimmage move enough for my liking, and I have not seen the protection be where I want it to be um, as well, too. So uh, it's not about like or dislike. It's just, you know, I, I haven't seen enough to feel more confident about us holding up, running the football, and us holding up in pass protection. So uh, it's never really about like or dislike there, Slide Dog. Well, I think he means when, when he asks like or don't like is, like, do, do you like the possibility of the offensive line with Cade and Carvin back in, in their normal spots? I mean, I didn't, I didn't think we – I don't think we carved up, carved up um, See what you did a there. team yet running the football. I mean, I know you had two two guys go for 100 yards in the first game, but like I didn't, I did not see. And I know you don't have Trey Smith and you don't have Brandon Kennedy, but like last year, you saw the line of scrimmage move and be changed in the first game, in the second game, especially against Missouri. You saw that line of scrimmage change. That's that's what I'm talking about. You did it last year against SEC opponents, but have not seen it yet versus Bowling Green and, and Tennessee Tech. That's what I'm talking about, seeing the line of scrimmage move uh, more. I need to see more of that because I know that Florida's going to be a lot harder. I know it's going to be harder against Missouri this year, second year under, under uh, their coach. I know it's going to be harder against South Carolina. It's, it's going to be harder as you move along. So that's why um, I'm concerned about the offensive line, even even – even with 
Carvin at you know back at guard and K back at, at center. It's still going to be a concern, which is why I think Hendon Hooker, um, you know, gives this offense right now the best chance. Um, just like in 2014, Dobbs gave this offense the best chance because you knew that that was a weakness, and I think this is a weakness of our offense right now. Um, more than quarterback inconsistency, I think offensive line is is our biggest is our biggest weakness. Let so me ask that's you. just how I feel based on what I've seen, using my eyes in the first three games. Let me ask you, you this, switching mm-hmm. gears some. Who is the best receiver on Tennessee's roster right now? I would say the most consistent will be will be Cedric Tillman. Um, do you think playing the best would probably be Cedric Tillman? Um, that was from kind a skill of set standpoint. Um, I don't know, but just just consistency, it would be it would be Cedric Tillman. But the fact that I had to pause and think about that, I think that's a problem in itself. Do you, Do you think most consistent leads to best? Yes, because okay. I mean, because. What you do in the game is is what matters. Like you can have all this potential in the world, but like at some point you gotta like you gotta carry it over to the to the game. So like, uh, what's what's a good what's a good example? Oh, let's you know Jalen High is a good example. You know people could can agree that he has a ton of potential upside because of his because of his speed, right? But are, is anyone gonna sit here and say that he's the best receiver right now on the team? No, no one is gonna say that because. He hasn't done it yet in the three games, so you know you can have these, you, know, you can have these, um, these, 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 these attributes about you that gets you gets people excited, but it doesn't really matter unless you do it in the game. So can, the the guy that's been the most consistent so far, I think, is Tillman, and maybe if Callaway plays in the first game, we'll be talk, you know, we'll probably talking about him. But I'm going Tillman. I thought he you know did a good job. Even on Saturday, ran it ran, ran a good route. The ball was overthrown to him, um, but I think right now he's a guy that I trust um, the most, and I think he's been the most consistent. So he's been the best right now. He doesn't have the best physical tools um, and the greatest upside, but in real time, I think he he's the best receiver right now that's that's playing. Is it possible that Valus Jones is the best, and he's not being utilized enough or properly? Correct. Yep. And is it is that is that Valus? Because think about it, man. Valus is a transfer. He is a transfer receiver. And a stat that popped out to me during the game when Valus scored a touchdown, they said that it was like what his fifth or sixth touchdown in his career at wide receiver. If I'm mistaken, I don't know if you went back and got a chance to ask me again. To, I was answering the phone. Oh, they said uh, during the broadcast that it was. Uh, Valus's fifth or sixth career touchdown as a wide receiver. I I did not hear that, but I can look it up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm about to look it up too. And I heard that, and I was like, huh, that stood out to me because maybe returner is just what he's better at. Maybe he is a a, a Cordell Patterson. Yep, I mean, that maybe, was his fifth touchdown. And and that that is that is a. That is a big, big point there because as much as we want to say, why, why are we not using him better? Why is he not you know, getting the ball more wide receiver? Well, 
That shouldn't that shouldn't have been his that shouldn't have been his fifth touchdown. That shouldn't have been his fifth touchdown in his career. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's played a lot of football. Uh, and so maybe you know, playing the position of wide receivers, understanding what it takes to play that position, all the mental stuff that, that goes into playing the position, maybe maybe that's hurt Valus. And special teams is less thinking. It's catch ball, go score. And that's what Cordell Patterson was great at. So before you start pointing fingers at, at, at coaches, then you got to ask yourself, well, why hasn't Valus done done more at the wide receiver position in two different stops? Yeah. So I and and I can understand that criticism if if Tennessee was was running a complex route tree, but they're they're not. Why 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 can't we see Valus more in in those screen type of of plays? I mean, how much thinking goes goes into those type of plays? Uh, hey man, that's, just, that's just why get the ball in his hands and, and let him go is, is the way I look at it. I mean, you're not asking the receivers to do much as it is. Just let let get the ball in his hands and let him make some plays. Yeah, I mean, it has to be a reason why he's not being featured more. Because going into the season, he was my number one receiver. I thought he was the best receiver on this team with the tools that he possesses. Uh, he he's a guy that that can that can run routes, can get open, um, but I don't know if he's running the right routes. I don't know. I'm not in practice. I'm not in the coach's meeting room. I don't know the, the philosophy and the plays. I don't know that stuff. So instead of just automatically pointing a finger at the coaches because he's not, you know, playing more, getting the ball more, when I heard that stat, I was like, well, maybe maybe it ain't the coaches. Maybe 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 it's maybe it's Valus. Um, I'm not I'm not saying it's one or the other. But I'm just saying there's there's a, another option in there that, that could be the case, whereas before it was really easy to kind of point at the guys that were putting him um, or not putting him in positions to catch the ball. So um, that's just something that you got to look at, man. Uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised that um, he is not featured more at wide receiver, but, man, I think he showed in that Tennessee Tech game with the ball in his hands, he makes things happen. He makes things happen. Simple as that. But as a player, you have to be a player with that football intelligence and know where to line up and know where to go and know what the coaches want, you know, post-snap, uh, pre-snap. And if you can't do that, then they can't trust you to play as much as maybe some other guys. Now, we still try to use you. We put you in and we give you a reverse. We put you in and we give you the ball like we saw at Cordell Passman there in 2012. Maybe that's the case with Valus. It looks like it, but let's see. Let's see. I, I, you just better find a way to get him the ball because he's one of your few guys that you know, looks like some other teams, or excuse me, some of the other players in the SEC. Like, Valus could go play, I think, for any other team in the, in the SEC as far as his physical uh, attributes. He has all those tools. He would play with any other team in the, in the conference. Um, because he's that, he's that. I think elite physically with his with his speed, his quickness, you know, his size. You can't get a square hit on him, um, but that's only half of football. It's mental too. Let's go back to the phones. Vol Storm is next. Vol Storm, good morning, gentlemen. I'd like to begin the morning with a uh, historical quote from former First Lady Rachel Donaldson Jackson. 
and she says, believe me, this country, Florida, has been greatly overrated. One acre of our fine Tennessee land is worth a thousand here. That's because she knew that it was nothing but a land full of trailer parks. It's the first thing you see when you go into Gainesville is a daggum trailer park. Just like their fans, just like due to the fact that they've only played football since 1990. <laughs> and if I see you out in East Tennessee, being a Tennessean as a Florida fan, you better have your head on a swivel. <laughs> oh, I love, I love Florida week. It's worse than the Alabama fans who have the Alabama license plate on a Tennessee vehicle. I'm with you, man. I, I love Florida week um, pregame. I love it Monday through Friday. Look, because of this right here. I have no expectations about the game, and I'm not going to predict Tennessee to beat Florida until they can show me any different. But it doesn't change my level of hate. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you 100% there, Volstorm. I will, I will always hate Florida and their trailer park fans. I love it. Well, Ben be down there, I mean, up close and personal. He'll get a chance to, you know, go visit one of those neighborhoods. Whew. Better get the stink off of you when you come back, son. Yeah, I'll we'll be, make sure I'll we... I'll be staying uh, in Orlando, not Gainesville. Yeah, but you're not going into Gainesville to help cover the game? Uh, oh, un- be- un- unfortunately, but I'd, I'd rather do that than stay in Gainesville, sleep in Gainesville. At least Gainesville you're staying is a in dump. Orlando and not Jacksonville. Yeah, G- Gainesville is legitimately a dump. I I, I don't. <laughs> I, I've been once and I was not impressed. I, I went in 2017 and I just the 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 campus ain't all that. The town's not all that. It just stinks. Hot. I'm good. I drove through twice, See, I, and the first time I didn't even know I drove through. I was exactly. like, that, that was Gainesville. And the second time I saw the sign, I was like, oh, my gosh, Gainesville's coming. You know how you smell like a skunk outside or, you, or, or the water paper plant on the way to Chattanooga? That smell that, you, that, that comes through and seeps through your, your, your vent system, it smells like that. <laughs> Drive through Gainesville. You See, last, time I went, last time you I went mask. to Gainesville was in, uh, was in 03, and we were able to get a, a parking spot at these people's houses that were charging, you know, like 10 bucks or whatever. And we ended up going into their house, drinking all their liquor, and then watching Casey Clawson beat them down on their own home field. Was that 01, 03? 03. Ooh, yeah. That was a fun one. That was a fun one right there. There should be a mask what? mandate in Gainesville. You got to wear a mask because it stinks. It stinks in Gainesville. They, they needed a mask mandate before COVID. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, guys, before I go, Swain, be sure to go by Walgreens and pick up Tussin for Ben today. See you, boys! <laughs> See? See, Ben, it ain't me, man. It ain't me. It ain't me. 865-255-03. Let's go back to the phones. Let's get to uh, Rev. Rev, what is up? Good morning, gentlemen. How we doing? Wonderful, wonderful. You know, 
one thing that aggravates me the most about this week is I can't remember a time in the past couple of years that we've had a chance to play Florida after they've played the number one team in the country. It's usually they've played two cupcakes than us. Mm-hmm. This is the best time to get Florida, and I'm, I'm aggravated about it because we, we we are not going to take advantage of it this week, unfortunately. That's just the, the truth of the matter. This team's not shown anybody any consistency on, on the offensive side of the ball. I think we know more about the defense than we do the offense, which is a little bit concerning considering who Josh Heupel is, which I'm sure he's aggravated about it too. But our wide receivers can't catch. Our, our quarterback can't play with uh, consistency in the throwing game. We're pretty much one-dimensional. Our offensive line not not consistent. I don't know, Swain. What's your feeling about this weekend? Well, I mean, we were saying the same things in 2014. You know, that's inconsistent uh, play in, in all areas. Now, you did have – you had a bulldog at running back, though. Jalen Hurd is a true freshman. And, uh, you know, he gave you, you know, a lot of confidence about his style of play. And, you know, Josh Dobbs going in there. Um, you know, you had Josh Malone as a, as a young pup, too. So, there was – you know, there were some questions early in the season, kind of like where we are right now. But they improved and they found their mojo – a little bit later on in the season, and that mojo carried over from 14 to 15. So, um, you know, the season's not over. There's no reason, I think, um, to go into this football game, you know, based on what you have seen on film from Tennessee, to think that Tennessee's going to win this game. But it is any given Saturday. Anything can happen. Just because Florida played the way they played against Alabama doesn't mean they're going to transfer that performance over and play against us. Um, That doesn't mean that at all. But if you if you just go on based on what you have seen against you know against the first three opponents, it doesn't give you a lot of confidence. I understand that. But here's a the first road game where some guys play better on the road. Uh, there's less pressure on the road. Uh, it's more of a business trip on the road. Uh, and we have yet to see this team uh, play on the road. So anything can happen. But I'm not betting any money on on Tennessee this week. And that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's fair, man. People want fair until until it's you know different than what they think. So I mean, I, I, hey, it's I, I, my fair my fair take, and I hate to admit it because I can't stand Florida. They stink. Nobody can. I can't stand them. But hey, truth is the truth. I drive to that state very often. I'm sorry. Maybe twice a week, every week, and it's definitely got a different smell to it since you go across that that state line. Either 95 or 75, it don't matter. I feel sorry for Dave Tone to happen to live down there. That's what I feel sorry for. <laughs> and hey, yep. what's up with that comment you gave me uh, saying I got baby feet like Butch? I probably was joking. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What size shoe you wear? What, what's, what's, what size you wear? Seven and a half. Eleven and what a you, half, not seven and a half. What'd you say? Sure. You say eleven and a half or seven and a half? Eleven and a half. <laughs> Sorry, I think you were the same size Everybody as Ben. I was gifted with God. God I went 13, sir. Got, <laughs> I messed with you. I was messing. With, I was messing with Alante yesterday because Alante was on uh, locker room last night. He was featured, and um, you know, I asked him when I walked in. I was like, "Dang, man, what size shoe you wear?" And he was like, "Go ahead, you, go ahead. You got the jokes like everybody's been joking about. You know, stepping on the line and my interception." I was like, "No, nah, I wouldn't even talk about that. You just got big feet." <laughs> I can just, I'm looking at your feet. They just look big for someone your size. He's like, yeah, I wear 13. I was like, yeah, you just got big feet, man. <laughs> Who's on uh, Tennessee Prime tonight? 
tomorrow, tomorrow it will be M- Matthew Butler and Kay Mays. Matthew Butler and Kay Mays. Well, hey, guys, I got to get off here. I got to finish packing for vacation. I go on vacation Wednesday, so. Where are you going for vacation, right, Brad? Where are you going? Where are you going? Uh, Say it. You going to Florida, ain't you? No, you going to Florida, ain't you? You going Where are you going? Ah, oh, North Carolina. There you go. There you go. This is the week where you. Florida. <laughs> hey man, thank you for the phone call, Rev. This is the week that you don't drink Gatorade. You drink Powerade, or you just risk your health altogether and just drink Kool Aid with a five cups of sugar in it. You drink water. You drink Capri Suns. You drink soda. You don't drink Gatorade this week. Drink Powerade. This is the week. Well, you want to go, go on vacation? You go to South Carolina. You go to North Carolina. Hell, even go to Orange Beach, Alabama. Ugh. It's not as funky as Gainesville. It's still funky, though. No Florida. Florida, Florida the week. University of Florida is just so overrated. Their, their, their campus sucks. Their city sucks. They stink. They wear stupid nice. shorts. The, the campus is not nice. It's, it's very basic. You're, you're the University of Florida. And and it, it's it's not that nice. It it, it really is not. It, it's really not. I, I love it. I love it. it it's, uh, it's, it's really not. Their stadium is trash. Nobody really even shows up to their stadium. They apparently have some some great fan base. Yet I see empty empty seats at the top of the stadium when they're hosting number one Alabama, and it's like the fifth biggest crowd of all time in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium on Steve Spurrier Field. There's only 90,000 people there. I see empty seats. They have a a national championship winning baseball and basketball program. Nobody shows up for that. They're a bunch of fair weather, jort-wearing, jock-sniffing, inbred idiots. Mm. Florida is so overrated. I I like the fire there, Ben. I like that right there, man. Who's Who's on the line? Is that Turkey Man? Yes. Turkey Man, good morning. How about that, Turkey good Man? Good morning, guys. What is up? What's up? Hey, did you watch the that Alabama uh, Gator game? Mm-hmm. Did, was it just me? Probably was. Did I get, I started hoping that we that they would make that two-point conversion. Florida would. I, I I don't know why, but I did. I, I I started I started inside secretly pulling that they would upset Bama. No, I wanted them to go to five overtime so they can be sore um, well, that, next week. That, that was my next point. That's my next yeah. point. I, I was hoping that that they would come come out of that game all uh, sore and tired and beat up, but really and truly. I really didn't see that on surface. They looked like they came out pretty. Looked like they came out mad and angry. And I was hoping because in the past, when a team gets beat for Bama, it usually gives them two weeks to get beat. They get beat the second week. I mean, what I've seen in the past. But I don't know. Uh, I'm concerned about this. But I was going to you talk about wide receiver, a breakout. Now, uh, I believe it was on locker room last night. I seen. I'll let you comment. It. I'll make his comment. And I'll get off. Get off. But uh, said uh, Peyton might be that breakout wide receiver of the young man you had on there. And speaking of Peyton, did you see that rushing touchdown that that uh, Bailey did look just like Peyton? And I'm shocked that he could even throw the ball 
overthrow a receiver. But I get out of here talk to you later. Turkey man, I love the plays, man. I love it. Um, yeah, Alante Taylor yesterday, I asked him which which player um, at the wide receiver position is is poised to have a breakout performance because go, he goes up against those guys each and every day. He sees the work that these players are putting in. Uh, we don't see it. They see it. And I asked Alante Taylor which player does he think will have a breakout performance soon, and he said Javante Payton. So, um, that's where that came from, and then we'll play we'll play the audio uh, t- tomorrow because uh, Alante had a lot of good things to say, and uh, Alante special man. You know how we are super proud of like Charles Davis. You know Charles Davis was calling. Uh, was, that, was that the Titans Raiders? Was that the Steelers Raiders game that mm-hmm. he called? Yep. Yeah, I mean just just unbelievable man the way he's able to um, you know call games, and we're so proud of him. And you know we see you know Peyton doing his thing. We're so proud of him. We saw we see Alvin Kamara doing his thing. Uh, I'm calling it right now, and I'm not sure if Alante is going to be in the media or not. Um, you know he is a communication major, but in a couple of years we're going to be saying the same thing about Alante. Like, oh my gosh, man, he is man. We're so lucky that he went to Tennessee and represents Tennessee because Alante is special. I don't care if he you know plays one snap in the NFL, he's going to be special regardless of what he does. Um, I can see that in him. I really can. Um, we'll take a quick timeout, and uh, we'll come back here live at Beatty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Hour 3 is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Stay with us. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Good morning, Swain Event crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market. And from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee. So if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, 
and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture, because Office Furniture Outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. All right, it's time for Attaboy here on the Swain event where we highlight positivity and awesome stories. And uh, Ben, I have one, but if you have one, I'll let you go first, and then I will share mine after you, my friend. Uh, my Attaboy goes to Jawan Jennings. Already been mentioned on today's show, but of course in Jawan Jennings fashion. First NFL catch on Sunday. On the road in Philadelphia against the Eagles. And not only does he make his first 
touch or his first catch, it's a touchdown. And in yes, true Juwan Jennings fashion, I, I would expect uh, nothing, nothing less. So very happy for Juwan. I hope he continues to to find success. The 49ers are a little banged up at receiver. Hate that Jalen Hurd is is back on the IR once again. Just can't stay healthy, but uh, opens up an opportunity for Jawan, and uh, very happy that that he is taking advantage of that. So shout out to Jawan Jennings. How about Cordero Patterson? Two touchdowns against the Bucks yesterday. He he looked great. So big ups to to CP and JJ. This uh, this moment is an attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by. Uh, Irish Networks, specializing in uh, high-quality fiber internet and voice, irishnetworksusa.com, where business owners, uh, you can experience 90 days of no payment when you join arms and lock arms with Irish Networks. Let them take care of all your internet needs. Um, They will make sure that you are taken care of. It is a Tennessee business that connects Tennessee businesses. That is irishnetworksusa.com. This... This whole moment here is an attaboy for me. Uh, as you know, we we give out tickets uh, on the program because we have an anonymous donor that donated uh, season tickets to us to be able to share with people um, that um, either unable to go to the game uh, for whatever reason, but they but they do the right things. They 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 add value to others' lives, and um, you know we get people that nominate others. Um, to receive tickets, and, you know, it's really an a awesome uh, moment. One of my favorite things about football season this year, and this week, um, Doug, Dougie Fresh Vaughn on text box, uh, sends in a message and says, thank you to the Swain event for making me and my son's weekend. It was our first game in the Neyland Stadium. We had, a, we had the best time. Swain, I emailed you some pics. Thank you guys so much. Hashtag GBO, hashtag VFL. And um, I got those picks, Doug. I'm sitting here looking right at them. Uh, and the email um, was a little bit different than text, um, but pretty much the same message. It was their first trip in Neyland. It was a very special trip. And uh, they had a blast. Can't wait to go back. He says his son is already asking if he can join a football team and that he loves football now. You made our weekend. Much love, and thanks again, uh, Swain. Uh, but, Doug, it wasn't me, man. It wasn't me. It was our anonymous um, you know, donor that shared those tickets with us. It was not me. You know, I just, I'm just kind of the vessel, man. I just pass it on to you. And, uh, man, it's really cool to see you and your son uh, rocking UT gear, having a good time at the, at the football game. Uh, Doug sent a picture of his son right in front of the T. Martin uh, statue. Uh, also, another picture, a selfie of them, um, you know, with, with the whole stadium kind of in the background. And I'll be honest, Doug, man, before the show, I saw this, and I got a little teary-eyed, man. I got a little teary-eyed. I really did. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to experience this growing up, but so, ha- so happy that your son is able to and so happy for you as a father that you, that you are able to experience this with your son. So it's kind of like that whole feeling of, uh, a dad taking his son to the ballpark, you know, playing baseball for the first time. Uh, ben, I know you can probably um, explain how that feels and know how that know how that feels. But um, this this email started my day off right. So thank you, Doug, so much for for sharing this with us, and thank you to our anonymous um, donor for 
sending those tickets this 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 year because in just three games we've already made an impact on, on three um, sets of people, um, even more than that actually because we've given out sets of tickets. So six people can say that. Yeah, and we've got uh, so some that's, other that's, some other cool ones coming up too that 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 we're gonna take care of as well. Yeah, man, I, I, this is. This is the this is the best part of football season to me. Um, obviously, the wins and the losses are important, and uh, but this is this is what it's all about, man. This is what it's all about creating those those memories and creating those moments that will last a lifetime. Um, Chip Payne, Pitfall, asked what's going on with D Beckwith, and it's funny because a former SEC player, not at Tennessee, from my hometown just messaged me this morning and asked me the same thing. Like, yo, what's up with D Beckwith? So um, I think the answer is the same. He's not doing what he needs to do. I mean, I mean, I don't know the details. And if I did, like, I don't think it's, you know, our place to, to say anything. Unless, you know, unless, unless, it's, unless it's public, but it's not. Um, and I don't know if it's just one thing, like there's like one singular act that is preventing him from playing, or it's just he, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing on a consistent basis I to earn the trust of the good. coaches. And simple as that. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's good right now. I, I, I think that's that's. <laughs> I think it's that simple. I think uh, he is the running back version of Harrison Bailey at the moment. Uh, Harrison and, and D have potential they're they're just not ready to to play right now so i i just look i, I hate it because d is uh, appears to be a, a heck of an athlete and running back at, at that height we're in 21 i mean th- there's a lot of feel good things going into going into that but he he's just he's not ready to play football right now and and i haven't heard of of him in a bad light behind the scenes, I just from a simple football perspective, he he's not ready to to play over the guys who are playing right now. It's as as simple as 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 that. What you were coming out of high school doesn't dictate your playing time in college. So I, I just I, I would eliminate any expectation of of him being a legitimate contributor anytime soon because he he's just not ready to play right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember when he was, you know, picking between Tennessee and Florida, and you know, Cheney had outlined how they were going to use him in different areas. But that that is all contingent on, you know, what you do when you get here. Like we're not doing all these things for you, no matter what you do when you get here. That's contingent on your ability to do everything that you're supposed to do and plan at a certain level. They evaluated you. And say, based on what we see on film, we think you can do this when you get here. But again, that that depends on your approach. It depends on your uh, development. That depends on your um, willingness to buy in and all those things. So something is not clicking. That's why he's not playing. So, you know, I'm not one of those parents that if, you know, my kid doesn't make a good grade, my first instinct is to blame the parent. I mean, excuse me, bring the teacher. My first instinct to ask the, my kid what she didn't do right. And that's the same thing here. Like, if a guy's not playing, 
I'm not looking at the coaches here. I'm looking at the, the, the player. Like, what are you doing that's, that's, that, that is not good enough? Because I can promise you, coaches like to win. And coaches like to put guys that they trust in the game to help them win. So they're not going to not play a guy um, if he's doing everything right. So I just don't know the entire, like, story in detail. I just know that he ain't doing it in practice. And maybe he might be out of position. But if you're not physical – Remember, he played quarterback and stuff in high school. Well, you don't really have to be all that physical when you play quarterback in high school. Um, but if you're not physical enough, which is what you have to be to play any other position outside of quarterback, except for maybe, you know, corner or receiver. But if you're not physical enough, especially as a running back, then it's kind of hard for you to get on the football field. All right. Let's get to uh, Jay on the Iris Network's hotline. Jay, good morning, sir. Wayne, I was watching the 2006 Georgia game, some of the highlights last night. You remember that game? Yeah, I remember half of it. I was in the locker room. <laughs> I was in the locker room you hurt, but I remember, I remember that half game? of Yeah, I played in the first half. I didn't play in the second one. Wow. But I remember putting up half a hundred against Georgia. That's what I do remember. What were y'all thinking at halftime, man? Because were, we were down like 24 nothing or something, weren't we? Uh, I think we were down a couple scores. Let me let me. I have to go no, back we, and, no, maybe we were down like twenty four thirteen. I think. Never mind. No, we were, yeah we were we were down multiple scores. That is that is for sure. Yeah. Um, and I was I was kind of I won't say I was out of it or or not you know with the whole entire team because I was I was just you know I was I was I got hurt in the first half there um, and so I was trying yeah. to get myself. You know, loo- loosen back up to try to play. It just didn't happen. Uh, but we were down twenty-four to fourteen uh, at halftime. Yeah. That's nothing, though. Yeah. Brett Smith went off in the second half, and yep. Uh, what made y'all come out of the tunnel that way, Twain? Did y'all decide to do that? Why? Why'd y'all do that? Well, we knew we took Georgia's, you know, best shot, and we knew that. If we just no, played I mean, our game, like we'll be good. the game, when you came in locked arms, you didn't run out, you walked out. you remember that? We came out at the beginning of the game, or you say halftime? At, yeah, at the beginning of the game, when most you know most teams run out of the tunnel, but y'all came in locked arms, four in a row, and you just walked out. You didn't run out, you walked out, and everybody was locked arms together. And I thought that was always pretty cool. I remember that. I didn't know why y'all, maybe what made y'all do that. Because we just yeah, we just we made it vaguely, but that's something that mm. that 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 you know before the season started, it was about loving each other more. It's about spending mm. each spending more time with each other. It, it was about putting you know the guy next to us um, first rather than ourselves. Because we knew if we did mm. that, that the wins would come, and then our individual goals will be met. We knew that, and so we just loved each other, man. That was probably the closest team I've ever been on uh, there at Tennessee. Not to say the other teams wasn't close, but that was just the closest. So yeah, man, we just we just locked arms, and it wasn't like a a thing that was pre-planned before Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was just something that right in a tunnel we just decided to do, and we just did it. Mm. We just did it. So it wasn't like on Tuesday. Yo, 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 hey, man, yo, we gonna we gonna lock arms on Saturday. We just we just did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all look so much bigger and stronger than what we are now. I don't. I don't know if it's just nostalgia or what, but our offensive line, our receivers. I mean, we don't have nobody that looks like Brett Smith 
and Robert Meacham and Jason Swain on our team at receiver right now. And our, our obviously our quarterback was huge, you know, with uh, Ainge and his size. But we just look like a bigger. Our linebackers look bigger. Everybody just looked bigger and stronger back then. That's also why what we have been here lately. Well, that's that's yeah. why Tennessee won back then and can't win now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we didn't have a lot of turnover either. We had the same strength coach, you know, my, all my four years. Mm-hmm. Um, the race. So, I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot to exactly Jane Long. Uh, but yeah. there, you know, that's a, that's a lot to do with it too. But I mean, we had a lot of guys that, that played the next level. I mean, ton of guys mm-hmm. on that on that football team. So um, yeah, it was down. It was down two scores. But then we took four, you know Georgia's best shot there at halftime, and they had mm-hmm. five turnovers on the game. We had zero turnovers. Uh, just looking at the the stats here, but oh man, yeah, they man. picked that quarterback off like three or four times. Oh yeah, Joe Tosinski, ain't that his name? Yeah, Tosinski, uh, whatever his name. Mm-hmm. Is that when y'all I think were Matthew on the, was a freshman. The cover of Sports Illustrated. That was Antonio so. Warlow. Yeah, Antonio Warlow. His his block punt in the end zone. I still have number that th- one. Number thirty eight. Number thirty eight. Solon Page is representing it with a defensive touchdown. Well, you know touchdown. that cover Ben was kind of the first cover where the SEC. People really started to take note how good the SEC is, if you remember. That's what that whole Sports Illustrated magazine article was about, was about, hey, the SEC is pretty good. We might want to take notice. So, guys, give me a prediction. Is Milton Carton or the Mays boys going to play Saturday? Oh, one or the other? No, both. Are the May oh. is, is Mills going to start? Yes or no? Are the Mays boys going to play? Yes or no? I say yes and yes. You think you think they're both going to happen? Yep, yep. I would start Hooker, but I I think the uh, the appeal of Milton's arm gives him one more one more opportunity. If he assuming that health is is a okay. Do you think they were just holding him back then because it was Tennessee Tech, or do you think he was truly he just couldn't go? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Hooker Hooker took most of – Hooker practically took all the first-team reps last week in practice. Hmm. Hmm. I guess with this game, guys, I just – I like going into this game feeling like we have an offense that will at least try to attack. I have felt like in previous years we clam up when we play Florida. We don't we have a conservative kind of offense and it seems like Florida always has this aggressive, wide open kind of offense when we play them and uh it just you know, it, it almost feels like you don't have a chance, but I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't you know, I'm not predicting us to win, but I feel like Heifel is at least gonna go down there and attack like he always yep. does with this offense and I think, if nothing else, I just like going into this game knowing that we have a coach that's going to leave it wide open. And you know what? If whatever happens, happens at the end of the day. But that's what I like about this. Yeah, let it fly. Let it fly, Jay. Let it fly. That should be the approach. Um, Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness and follows strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. They are uh, one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. So if you are feeling tired, grumpy, you have a lack of motivation, drive, you notice some weight gain there, uh, also maybe a loss of muscle mass, these can, these can all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. So 
Let the Low T Center get you checked out. Uh, they will determine the cause of your symptoms and help you get back to feeling your best. But it all starts with the quick and easy health assessment, and it's covered by most health insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com. If you're right here in Knoxville, you can give them a call at 865-392-1388. Or if you are outside of Knoxville, you got two locations there in, in Nashville. You have a location in Tri-Cities, location in Chattanooga. So, again, LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Appreciate all the phone calls today. Appreciate all the good stuff on the text box uh, and the email from... Um, Dougie Fresh, thank you for sharing those photos, uh, man. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save that, man. I gotta go into the the archives right there, man. The Swain Event Archives is one of the best moments in in our show history. Really, really awesome. So, uh, thank you all t- for listening. And Not so being part fast, of the show. my friend. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. Ah, damn you, man. Not, Not so fast, my friend. Go ahead and go ahead and answer Jay's question. <laughs> you. You are smart. What was the question again? <laughs> I'm not going to be the only one that answers it. Uh, that Joe Milton starts <laughs> and, and that the Mays brothers me. play. You got me, 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 you got me. So I think, I think the Mays brothers play. Um, I think the Joe Milton question depends on how well Hendon Hooker plays starting off. I think Hendon has earned the right to be the starter, and how he comes out and plays, I think, will determine if we even see another quarterback. Because he comes out and he plays well, why, why even put someone else in? Uh, it makes no sense. So I think it depends on how Hendon plays uh, coming out. But I think if you know by two or three possessions, if we, we're not putting any points on the board, we're not moving the ball, then I, I can see where Joe Milton goes in and um i said it earlier in the show i was a little surprised he didn't play a little surprised that he did not dress i didn't think the ankle ankle was that bad when he uh got tackled against uh pittsburgh and was limping off the football field but hey my ankle didn't feel that bad either when i got hurt my senior year against georgia uh i thought it was something small but it ended up being something big in a high ankle sprain and it, and it it caused more problems um you know after the, the initial like the initial Injury, like no one really knew that I had a high ankle sprain because I wasn't like hurt laying on the ground, I had to be helped up. I just kind of moseyed, moseyed off to the sideline, and uh, no one really noticed. So um, I'll say that about about Joe, man. It depends on you know what happens with Hendon starting off and how how well Hendon comes out and plays. You uh, happy, Ben? Yes, I am. Uh, and I want to end the show with uh, sharing two messages here on on the text box. Uh, the first one is from DSG Vol. says that he wants to give a shout-out to Tony Vitello and several other UT employees for showing up to my business partner's dad's funeral on Saturday. Vitello mm. even said a prayer with the family. Mr. Carr was a longtime maintenance employee at Tennessee, worked every football game, and was a lifelong Vols fan. So, DSG Vol, please send our condolences and our thoughts. Sure, uh, and then Big Bad Voodoo Nate. Says that he took his 11-year-old to the Pittsburgh game. Technically, it was his second game, but it's his first game that he can remember. Even at the end, when Hendon Hooker threw the pick, uh, didn't want to leave. He loved every minute. Jimmy Holiday's mama came up to him after the vol walk and said, Honey, you want a high five? 
He barely talked. He was overwhelmed. The experience was all that I hoped for. At one point during the game, he leaned over to me and said, this is the best day ever. Sports are the best bonding events, playing or spectating. It's what the world needs. So shout out to Big Bad Voodoo Nate as well. Love it, man. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. Uh, we got a chance to hook up somebody with more tickets uh, this week. Um, Phil, so I saw Phil. We did our trivia this week. Uh, so I saw Phil um, pregame there before the game. Hope he had a really good time uh, for winning the trivia last week. And uh, we'll do it again um, here in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks when Tennessee comes back. No, three weeks. Three weeks when Tennessee comes back home, so we got some time, man. We'll have to think up, think up a, think up a, a really hard question. We got two weeks to do it, really like three weeks to do it. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain, live here from Beatty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Hope you have a great Monday, a blessed Monday. We will be back same time at 7 a.m. live from the Low T Center Studio. Have a great day, Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out.